Welcome to the Warboggle.com podcast. This is the second edition uh, of, of the podcast. For right now, I'm going to call it the Warboggle.com podcast. I believe last time I was undecided and I'm still undecided. Um, so we'll just, we'll just see how it goes and see what I want to call it from this, from now on. But, um, before we get into the, to the, uh, discussion portion of the podcast with our, uh, guest or co-host or whatever we want to call him, um, I, I want to talk about where you can listen to this podcast. Right now there, there is a, a new site, a new app called War Eagle Sports Radio. You can get War, see it at WarEagleSportsRadio.com. Uh, it's part of the V Sporto network. And basically right now, if you have an iPhone, uh, you can download the app War Eagle Sports Radio. Just search that in the app store and you can get that. And there are, I don't know exactly how many. There's probably eight or nine Auburn related podcasts from various Auburn bloggers and personalities out there. Uh, and it's kind of an ongoing radio station, but you can also listen to each one on demand. So as of right now, this, this podcast is on there. You can also subscribe on iTunes. Just search Warbloggle Podcasts or Bloggle or whatever, and it should show up. Or you can also listen to listen to it directly from Warbloggle.com in the post where you probably saw this uh, or alerted by this podcast. But so, just wanted to get out that out there. We have three different mediums, I guess you could say, to listen to the podcast now. Uh, but let's get into it. Uh, just like last week. And hopefully for future weeks, brought back Mr. Cody Burns. Cody, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, so I wanted to start off with something very important, you know, probably something that means a lot to everybody in the Auburn community. I wanted to talk about the intro video tunnel, tunnel video song uh, for the song that plays, the video that plays when the football team comes out on the field. I don't know why, but this has become a huge kind of phenomenon, secret kind of thing. Every year, about two or three weeks before the season, everybody starts asking, what's the video? What's the song they're going to use in the video? I know you you kind of, anytime I tweeted about it, you kind of, you we would go back and forth in text wondering about what it was. So did, do you, do y'all get to see it? Did the players get to see it? I mean, when you were a player, did you have any idea what was going on? Because, you know, the first video is playing when y'all are pretty much in the locker room getting ready to come out, y'all are probably lined up about to come. That's why they call it the tunnel video. I mean, do y'all have any idea? I mean, I'm sure you can hear it a little bit, but do y'all, I don't know. Do y'all, do you know what's going on? No, you really have no idea what's going on, actually. Um, I remember when I was playing, I think that the only video that I saw was once we actually came through, um, ran on the field, and I guess it was the video that plays about one or two minutes before uh, the kickoff, and that was the one I most remember, and I know they had Inception as kind of the highlight video then, and that was pretty impressive because that's one of my favorite soundtracks, and um, that always that would always get me going. But as far as the one um, before the players come out, you have no idea what it is. Yeah, I guess the one that y'all see, they call it the inspirational video, and it's yeah. usually like you know, like you said, classical music with with you know some high, older highlights, stuff like you know the historical games and stuff like that. So back in 2010. You know, that's probably everybody's favorite. It was all, all I do is win. I mean, there's, everybody loved that song then. And, you know, all y'all did was win. So everybody loved that. Yeah. Did you, I mean, so you never saw that? You never, I mean, I guess you probably saw it on the internet once it was posted, maybe, but y'all no, never had any idea that that was kind of like one of the more exciting ones ever. 
No, I mean, I don't think – I just really don't remember seeing that. I know that that was really our theme. All we do is win, and I would hear it in the stadium and, and hear everybody chanting it and different things like that. But as far as actually seeing the video, I really don't remember seeing that. Huh. That's strange. I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 it seems like – I mean, yeah, they make it for the crowd. They make it for the crowd to get, you know, loud and pumped up. But it seems like it would help – it would help you all to see it and hear it too, just to get, yeah. you know, get a little bit more pumped than you were. Um so, you know, back to, uh, Travis Williams, T. Will, he was, when he was a GA, he, re- he did Tiger Walk and they played that before the game. So do you have any aspirations of <laughs> coming up oh, since you're a GA no, now like he was? No, that's not how it still works. <laughs> it was a different breed. I, I don't, I don't have time to, for rap videos or anything <laughs> like that. So I'm yep. worried about, I'm worried about, uh, beating teams. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love T. Will to death, but that was his deal and, I just, I'm not a rapper, so that's not my deal. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to, you know, that was that's important to me. A lot of people think the videos, you know, who cares? But I'm telling you, people from Twitter, when I tweet stuff, if I tweet something like, you know, Corey Grant had a, you know, ran for 100 and something yards, yeah, people will respond to that. But if I tweet something about, hey, this might be the intro video, people go crazy. I don't know. People love that kind of stuff that, it's just kind of become a thing within Auburn. The Auburn oh. family is just people love to think about that video, what what it's going to be and all that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, I'm a music fanatic, and I definitely love the uh, Hans Zimmer type uh, movie theme soundtracks. And like I said, when I play stuff like Inception or and even the highlight video this year was really good. The inspirational video had, uh, I believe it's, uh, I can't remember what the group is called, but it's a really good soundtrack that they had going so i was really impressed once again this year so i know auburn has always done a good job with that inspirational video before we play because that's one of the one of the biggest things i remember um when i step on that field because it lets you know it's time for game yep all right so i guess we'll move on to real football now uh so you know this past game 31 24 win over washington state you know the the, the first half was kind of back and forth you know it was I think it was a three-point deficit, or not deficit, three-point lead at, at half, and then I think the second half the score was six to three or something like that. So, you know, it was really back and forth, fast-paced. They were throwing it a hundred times, and, and mm-hmm. it seemed like, you know, some adjustments were made at halftime to be able to shut that down. But, you know, what what what's your overall, you know, recap of it, or or, or what were your thoughts on the whole game? Well, you know, I left I left away from the game feeling pretty down. I was I was just thinking that overall we we didn't do that good and, and different things like that. But after looking at the film, what I saw was that uh, we got a lot of room for improvement. Um, I know we made a lot of mistakes and things looked a lot worse than it really was, but um, it's just the little details that we got to get better at. I think that, uh, like I said, we, you go through another week of practice, get some corrections. They could tell earlier on that. You know, we had some guys a little bit nervous, and that's that's normal. Um, first time in the SEC stadium for a lot of freshmen. Um, it's been a while since we've actually played a different team. You know, you're so used to going against each other through two days, spring ball and fall camp. So it's about time we put on the pads and went against somebody else. So that was really good for us to get, get that out the way. But um, taking away from that game, I think that we can get a lot better. I know that at times we didn't look very good or played very well, but um, all that tells me is that we do have a good team and uh, we can get better and we just got to keep improving each week. Well, yeah, I know you're, I mean, you're obviously on the offensive side of the ball, but, and, and the offense definitely seemed to start 
clicking a little bit more. You know, they only scored six points in the second half, but yep. it seemed like that, you know, Marshall started to get a little bit, you know, more res- – he wasn't – seemed like earlier in the game he was kind of more conservative. He didn't want to run out of the pocket a little bit. And later in the game he kind of did that and got a few first downs. But really, I mean, and I think most of the people said this, is kind of the defense especially made those adjustments at halftime and just shut them down completely. I mean, Therese had two interceptions, probably could have had another one. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was just he got Defensive Player of the Week in the SEC. And, yeah. you know, he's – you know, I don't know if he, what the whole starting, you know, it seemed like Justin Garrett would have started in his position. I don't know if they would have rotated or whatever, but it just seemed like he definitely took an opportunity of a chance with kind of, with Justin not really being able to play. Yeah. Well, I mean, Robinson Threes is one of the, if not the best athlete we have on this team. I mean, he's extremely good, um, fast, quick, smart, and he does really, no, he's a little bit undersized, but he plays bigger. So, uh, he definitely did a good job in this past game. Um, I always knew they could make plays as well as the rest of the team, and the coaches knew he could make plays, so that's why he was playing there. Um, put him in a position to make plays, and that's what he did. And just like you mentioned, he had two interceptions. Could have probably had another one, as well as the rest of the defense probably could have had a few more, but um, just didn't happen. But the ones they did get were huge, and, and it really helped us out. So, um, I mean, other than him, is there anybody, I guess, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, we know – Trey Mason had two touchdowns. Grant had the had the long run for his touchdown, which as I'm an Opelika boy, so I love to see that coming through. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been waiting to see that for a few years now. Um, is there anybody who kind of stood out to you on the offensive side that maybe you know didn't score a touchdown, but you know a wide receiver that that hit all his blocks or, or whatever? Well, um, I wouldn't say anybody stood out. I think that we we like I said we got a a long ways to go and a lot of room for improvement, but I do know that we have some really talented players on the field. You know, you look at the receiving core and Sammy Coach, Ricardo, and uh, t- the young Tony Stevens, Marcus Davis. I mean, I could go on and on and on about the guys that we have on this team that are really good and make plays. And a lot of times we weren't able to make plays, whether it be drop passes, missed assignments, and different things like that. So I think that this next game will hopefully be able to shore those things up and make those plays. Yeah, I mean, I noticed, and for for us Auburn fans, I know you saw it last year uh, with with Coach Malzahn at at Arkansas State, with him being the head coach there. When I've gone back and rewatched the game, I've noticed he he's a little. I mean, he's the head coach now. We're used. To, we've seen him as the offensive coordinator. With him as the head coach, he he will get on some people. I, I I mean, I knew he had it in him, but I didn't. I guess I don't. People have already made videos or little gifs of him kind of look turning green like the Hulk when he screamed a few times coming when the yeah. offense didn't get a first down or whatever. Um, I mean, it, you think that was first game, maybe first game for him too. I mean, he's got to be a little nervous, I guess, with his first SEC game and, you know, maybe feeling the heat, just wanting to get that first victory out of the way. No, I wouldn't say that. That's just, that's pretty normal. So that's right. what you should expect. That's uh, just the way Coach Malzahn coaches. He's passionate about the game. He loves the game. And uh, he knows his offense. Uh, I mean, it is his offense. So he's really passionate about it, and everything is is down to a T. So he wants the perfect details. And I mean, the 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 thing about it is that you can have a perfect play, but he's going to find the things that went wrong and and learn how to coach him up and and make you get better at them. So any little thing 
any little mess up, he's going to be all over him. And uh, I think the biggest thing is that he's always been like this. Even when I played, he would get on to me, he would get on the cam, he'd get on to everybody. But I guess when you're the head coach, the the pan view of the camera is more on you, at, uh, more so than it is as an offense coordinator. Yeah, that's true. Definitely true. All right, so uh, this week we've got Arkansas State coming up, and you obviously and Coach Malzahn and Coach Grimes and Ryan Russell and Rhett, y'all, y'all definitely know or should have a good idea of what they've got coming in. You probably coached a lot of the guys that they have there. Um, but, you know, other than, you know, X's and O's, what's it going to be like for you, I guess, since you just came from there and maybe for the other coaches that have been there, what's it going to be like seeing some of those players that you were just with, you know, not even a year ago, really? Yeah, it won't be really weird because I'm in a place that I play that, that I love, that is, that's part of me, that's in my heart, you know, Auburn. I'm always an Auburn Tiger at heart, so this is my real alma mater, and uh, going to Arkansas State was fun. Um, I love those guys that I was able to coach. Um, you know, it was just a different experience. Great, great kids. Uh, they worked hard, um, second to none, and great attitudes, and I know they're going to come in there with a chip on the shoulder. Um, they got a really good ball club. <clears throat> and I would expect nothing else than a dog bite, and I think that's what they're going to give to us. There are any any players over there that you know, you know, probably our Auburn fans don't, you know, they don't really pay attention to Arkansas State. I guess we're worried about the SEC schools. Um, not to as a slight to Arkansas State, it's just you know that we worry more about the teams in our league. Are there any players over there that that you can remember or you know that are going to be some that that Auburn's definitely going to need to look out for? Oh, definitely. I mean. I can name several of them. They got several NFL players on the team. Um, just gotta look for a lot of their skill guys, skill players at the wide receiver position. They got three or four really good running backs. One running back that rushed for over a thousand yards last year. They got a receiver in JD McKissick that was a freshman All-American. Um, they got a D tackle that was on, on the top ten, um, freak, freak award list. I mean, he's up there with David and Clowney and all those guys. So they got a really good group, um, on offense and defense and, and uh, so they can – they're a great ball club. And, and like I said, we just got to gotta be ready to fight. He may kind of answered this a little bit a second ago when I was asking about Coach Malzahn, but do you, do you think, you know, to him coming from there that, that he may want this one a little bit more than, than a normal game? I mean, yes, he wants to – sure he wants to beat Alabama more than anybody and Georgia more than anybody, but – the fact that he came from there, do you see him maybe just, you know, definitely maybe pushing a little bit harder? I know you say he pushes hard all the time. That's normal. But do you see any of that in him or, or any of the other guys that, that came from from Arkansas State, too, or even you? I mean, do you feel like you need to win this one for sure? I don't think so. I think that you need to win the win the game that you're, you're in, that you're trying to play. I know for a fact that we game plan for Washington State. Only we weren't thinking about Arkansas State, and once we put that game to bed, it's on Arkansas State now. So we're solely focused on Arkansas State. Um, I know that he came from there, and I'm sure that um, <clears throat> he wants to beat him like he does everybody else. But there's no, there's going to be no difference in in a game plan or anything like that, just because it's the the team that he came from. We're going to do what we do, um, um, you know, be good at it, try to be good at it, and and just try to execute. I mean, there won't be anything that's, you know totally different just because it's it's the team they came from no chip on the shoulder or anything like that i think that uh it's just gonna come this game like i said it's week two we we already played week one got a win and we're just looking for week two to get a win 
Well, that's good to hear. I mean, I, I, I know a lot of people when they hear something like that, they're going to say, well, that's just coach speak. There's no, you know, there's obviously some uh, emotion behind some teams that, or some, for some games that you want to beat this team or the other. But I mean, that is really, I mean, I can, I can tell that's, that's really what, what you're like, what Malzahn's like. It really is one game at a time because, you know, it really doesn't matter. It, it, people, if you, I guess, if you lost to somebody, they would, nobody's ever going to excuse it because it, it wasn't a game that, that we should have been, you know, all in for or whatever. I mean, every game is, is one at a time and one game a week and that, and that's all there is to focus on. I mean, even me, I, I feel like, you know, and I, I talked about this on the AL, on the AL.com podcast this week. I just feel like th- this game worries me a little bit more than Washington State just because of kind of the storylines. I mean, mm-hmm. just because, you know, Gus came from there and, and, and all that stuff. You know, they, they, the Arkansas State fans might feel a tad bit slighted because he was only there for one year. I mean, they, they've got to understand that going to Auburn is, is, you know, he had no, I mean, there was no choice. I mean, he was going to go to Auburn. If he had his, if he had the option, but I just feel like, you know, I, I kind of live in that Disney, Disney football movie world where you know they're the little team who the coach left and now they've got their chance to get him back. And I, I know that's not what it's really like in in the real world, but but that's what that that's kind of what worries me about this game a little bit more than last week. Yeah, well. Like I said, I can't speak for Arkansas State Red Wolves. And like I said, I know they're all good kids. I know that they fought for us. We won the first bowl game um, in the history of Arkansas State football. And uh, they got some really good players. Like I said, they got several NFL guys. They got they got guys that work hard, that want it, and they're hungry. And uh, I really can appreciate that. As a matter of fact, I loved it. I love coaching them, and I love being around them each and every day. But uh, we're here at Auburn right now. And like I said, the, the biggest thing is that – you really just focus on the next game, and we went, we won week two, we played week two, and game plan for week two. I mean, excuse me, week one, and now it's week two, and that's that's what we're working on is Arkansas State. And once we play Arkansas State, then it's on to the next game. So that's just kind of how college football works. You don't have time to say, all right, I'm going to get geared up just for this game, and this is the biggest game of the season. We got to win this one. No, you just take it week by week and and play the team that's in front of you and try to get a win. All right, um, kind of going away from Auburn just a little bit, just kind of get your perspective on on something that's kind of in in the national uh, realm, I guess you could say. Um, the the new targeting rules and all that dealing, you know, the whole ejection thing and and or fifteen yard penalty for sure, and then they review it to see if there's an if an ejection is warranted. What are your thoughts on that as a former player? I mean, do you? To me, I'll just give you my, my opinion first. To me, uh, it feels like nine times out of ten, when it when it's a big hit, when it looks like they were targeting, like with the Jadavian Clowney hit last year against <laughs> Michigan, it's just where they ended up. I mean, the running back moves at the last second, and that just happens to be where Clowney's head hits. Yeah. And and it, you can't, you know, you're taught to tackle the guy. You can't worry about it the last second. Oh, let me put my head here. You're yeah. just worried about getting the guy on the ground. So, well, I mean, I, you pro, I, I'm guessing you somewhat agree with that, but what do you, just from your playing days, do, do you feel like, you know, that rule would have worked then, or is it is it pointless now? What do you think? Yeah, I'm just glad I don't play defense because I'd be confused. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, it's, 
it, I mean, obviously what, what has come is that the game is trying to change. It's, uh, almost becoming a softer game to a sense that all the, uh, the big time kickoff returns and somebody peels back on a, on a crack block or the big time pump returns and somebody peels back on a crack black, crack back and, and, and the crowd goes crazy because they see it on the jumbotron over and over again. It's kind of ending. And, uh, just as far as the open field tackles or the big hits, I think it's just tough to tell an athlete that's been bred his whole life to, to tackle a certain way that if you have a shot on the guy, don't take it. So that's really my opinion on the whole deal. I didn't play defense. And like I said, the biggest thing, if I did, I would, I would honestly be confused because I don't know exactly what to tell a defensive player, um, in some of those situations, such as the Jadavian Clowney hit. Because, I mean, to me, that was a great hit. But um, this year, I guess it wouldn't be. Yeah, I mean, even in this last game, we had there was the hit on where Corey Grant got hit pretty hard. And they th- they threw a flag on the guy, but it was because he kind of ho- hovered, uh, hovered over him a little bit. Uh, right. But, you know, I just heard a lot of people saying, oh, that should have been a penalty. But, you know, it was just Corey cut, and that guy was right there, and his, his helmet just happened to hit him right under the chin. But, um, you know, it is... I understand the, their point because in recent years, in probably the last 15 years, it has become a thing for defensive players to want to, you know, just obliterate the guy because they want it to be a highlight. Mm-hmm. And not to say that they're trying to hurt him, not to say that they're leading with their head and they want to break their neck or whatever, but it's it, it does seem like, you know, defense doesn't have many highlights other than sacks and interceptions. So they want to, you know, hit a guy really hard, get on the jumbotron. So I, I understand why they are, they're kind of wanting to to slow that down a little bit. But ejections and 15 yard penalties, uh, even if they determine that it wasn't a, a, on purpose, they still give you the 15 yard penalty and don't eject you. But you know, you're seeing it in the NFL right now, they're having to change the way they tackle. They're having to go after knees, and that's hurting the guy's knees. Yeah. I mean, it's like what do you you, you can't. You can't have both, really. I mean, I don't know. And like you said, it's making the game soft. I only played football up until ninth grade, organized football until ninth grade, so I can't really talk. But, it, you know, people going to play in football know that it's a violent game, know that you're going to get hit, know that people are going to hit you. And I, I feel like maybe one bad seed or, you know, maybe five hits out of the entire year were, were targeted with their helmet. Um, and that's kind of ruining the rest of the game. It's kind of slowing it down and making it soft. So I agree with you. I don't know. It's just I don't see how it's – I think it's overkill, basically. Yeah, it's it's just – I think it's putting a lot of players in a tough spot, but that is the rule right now, and you just got to learn to adapt, I guess. Yeah. All right, Cody. Well, uh, I guess that will do it for, for this second episode of the uh, worldbloggle.com podcast or whatever we're going to call it in the future. Um Next week, we will uh, hopefully recap a win over Arkansas State and begin talking about Mississippi State. Sounds good. All right. Well, have a good one, Cody. Thanks. All right. I appreciate it.